Welcome back, everybody. Rooted in Logos podcast, episode number 105. My name is Brad. I'm joined, as always, by my dear friend, Austin Loop. Austin, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing excellent. Thank you very much. Yeah, this has uh, been a productive week, I think, for, for both of us. Just getting stuff done. A lot of stuff going on, A lot of stuff sure, going yeah. on, a lot of stuff getting done. But... We're going to spare you those details because we have a conversation today oh, that we're going to get into the weeds on. See what I did there? I like Do you it. see what I did there? <laughs> we are gonna, well done. <laughs> well, well done. done. That just came naturally, too. It that wasn't was... even planned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to spend some time talking about marijuana, Ooh. Christians and marijuana. The devil's lettuce. Devil's lettuce, um, Snoop Dogg's. Bane. Oh, what uh, <laughs> hobby of choice, I guess, is a good way to... Willie Nelson, the reason why he's 150 years old and still alive, probably. Uh, probably I don't know. Probably. <laughs> uh, marijuana. And and this is a really relevant conversation because all across the country, people are legalizing it. Mm-hmm. States are legalizing it for medical use. Usually that comes first and then followed very shortly after by recreational use and i didn't bring up a list because it doesn't really matter but there are a ton of states that have it both medically and and recreationally my home state of kentucky recently this year passed the medical marijuana as as a as a law and and signed it into law that goes into effect i think in 2025 where medicinal marijuana will be uh, will be allowed and sold in the state of kentucky wow which (laughs) <laughs> it was was a kind of a surprise to me when it got passed, given how conservative that state is. And so I think that shows you where this trend is going, yep. where it's becoming way more acceptable and, and widespread. And it's not just a political Democrat thing. Like right. now Republicans and, and, and conservatives are starting to fall, quote unquote, fall in line or get on board with the medical, mer- with the at least the medical side of it, if not the recreational. So. Right. So it's a, it's a relevant topic. It's something that we need to discuss and and kind of what what does the Christian do with these new rules and laws? Yeah. And and do they use it? Are they allowed to use it? So I guess that's where we are. I guess uh, we're just going to dive in. We, no real introduction. Let's just kind of get into it. I guess do we start? Have have you partaken in the devil's lettuce at any point in your life? If you don't want to answer that, it's fine. But no, no. I can edit that out. I'm an o- I'm an open book. <laughs> I have not. I have not tried any uh thc i've not tried any cannabis any devil's lettuce (laughs) as as other others would say yeah um i have done cbd oil which had oh it was like point zero 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 so low i like it was a 30 milliliter container with drops of cbd but there was no thc in it and if there was you would have had to drink the entire bottle times like four or five right but like again just diving into the the science i guess you could say of thc oil or not thc uh, cbd but then even hemp oil because those are two different oils um and they do different things and then what is thc it's very very interesting but no and we'll get into that i have never smoked it it's never been, I've never smoked anything. I have no desire to, never will. Like, that has never been something I've ever been tempted with, is in, inhaling any sort of smoke of any yeah. of any kind. <laughs> so that is that is there. I have, and, and Grandma, close your ears, Dad, stop listening. <laughs> I have, in a legal state, partaken in uh, an edible on two occasions, and it, it's interesting. I've since 
we'll talk about this. We'll talk about my feelings on it and thoughts on it. But uh, just my experience with it is very tame and very mild. It's not, you know, all these. I've been smoking pot since I was four. Like not right. nothing like that. So I'm not. I'm not an expert. I'm not a pothead. I'm not a stoner. Like my experience in my thirty, almost thirty five years of life is very limited. It is legitimately limited to two gummies of two different kinds. Yeah. Uh, one of which I just went to sleep. And the other, I ate a lot of trail mix and found the Big Bang Theory a lot funnier than I normally do. So Interesting. Those okay. were my two experiences <laughs> with it. Um, ate a lot of trail mix. My goodness. Uh, yeah. So that is my experience with it. So neither one of us are experts in this field. Neither one of us are <laughs> qualified necessarily to talk about its scientific or, or well, not even scientific, but ex, it, 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 experiential, experiential yeah. you know, what it does to you or whatever. Because, I mean, I, you know, that's a different thing. I do take uh, a CBD gummy at night. Uh, what did we decide it had? It had 10 milligrams of CBD, and it had... I think it was 30 CBD, 10 well, THC. For, for one Oh, each. for one each. Yeah. It was like half a milligram of THC or it maybe less. It was yeah, it was very small amount of THC in each yeah. gummy. Um, you you would have had to eat, you would have had to eaten the entire thing, which was all thirty. Correct to get a normal dose of THC that's a, in a gummy, right. in a an actual edible, an actual edible. Yeah, yeah. so uh, so I do take those at, nightly. I still do. I've been doing it for a few months now. the The reason behind that for me is. I have a very hard time shutting my mind off. I have a very hard time sleeping. I was taking melatonin for a while and was having increasingly vivid dreams that most of which were not good. Yeah. Um, it was really messing with me on that level. Yeah. And so I, I needed to find something else that would not do that. Yeah, we, we, we talked about this because I'm on the side of melatonin is not good. Yeah. Melatonin is not good to take because your body produces it normally and if... It's, yeah, that's a different topic. Yeah, that's so topic. I stopped taking that. Tried these gummies. They are legal. They are they are uh, state of Indiana. State of Indiana. They're completely legal. Which Indiana does not have medical or recreational use of marijuana in in our state. Right. So it is legal to have, legal to use, and it does not get me high. It just allows me to turn my mind off and go to sleep. Right. I legit just like drift off. I'm like, all right, I'm good. So that is the use of that in my world. So again, neither one of us are experts. We don't have experiential knowledge. It is, you know, but (laughs) we're going to come at it from a biblical perspective. Exactly. And we have lots of knowledge of people around us. I mean, I was in the uh, corrections side of life for a couple of years. So I have that with all those people. And I've then, been in the restaurant industry for a long time, and there's that. pretty much all kitchen workers. Yep. <laughs> and then I've been in the tree business for about six years, and so I have like firsthand accounts and knowledge of plenty, yeah. plenty of the MJ. Yeah. It. So, yeah. Well, it. You see it. It's so rampant. I mean, it. It is. It. It's to a point now where, like, even my old job would dr- will drug test new employees. And they don't even care about the THC side of it now. Yep. Even though it's not legal in Kentucky, and and still even medicinal is not legal in Kentucky yet. Right. They just don't care now. The only way they care is if it's for a CDL or a driver type exactly yep. role. But for my position, for warehouse positions, as long as you don't test positive for the other stuff, you're fine. Yep. So. That was that was my last job too. That's what they did. Yeah. yeah. So that uh, that's where we are. It's, it's so widespread and so rampant. I mean, you go out west to states where it is legal, 
and, and some some areas are worse than others. But gosh, we went to Vegas, and and just the smell of it is everywhere. It's outside, like it's just everywhere. Yeah, it's just everywhere, and you you, you know. It, it is what it is. And so what do we as Christians do? Yeah. So that's the question. There are so many nuances to this. There are so many avenues we can go down. We're going to yeah. try to hit most of them in the limited time that we have yeah. and try not to make this too long of an episode because I have thoughts on, uh, th- there's thoughts on legality. Should it be legal? Yep. There's thoughts on the Christian use of recreational marijuana. There's thoughts on the Christian use of uh, medical marijuana. Yep. So like, where do we go? So, Austin, where should we start? And let's get started. Okay. So, I think let's start with the conversation of looking at it from, is it sinful versus criminal? Okay. Is it criminal versus sinful? Because, okay, we have laws on the books that the U.S. government says, you cannot do this. And if you do it, you will get a fine or go to jail. But Correct. we can look at it biblically and say, okay, but it's not sinful. Uh, alcohol is one, which alcohol is one that we will talk a lot about today as well, just because of the crossover and the overlap between both of those things. Which we have said multiple times our position on alcohol. Exactly. We're good with it in moderation. Right, right. So, so that, and, that as, and as long as it doesn't cause people to stumble, there's nuances there. Right. But but, but yeah. that's, a, that's a good example. So, okay, alcohol. Uh, I'm, I'm believing all 50 states, but as of, as of now, the United States of America, you have to be 21 to buy or consume alcohol. So what does scripture say about it? There are some states where if you're with your parents and you're over the age of like 16, they don't care. Oh, interesting. It's okay. weird. That's I don't Texas. think in public, but I think it's in... <laughs> anyway, yeah. different conversation. Yeah. So, okay, the the law says you have to be 21 predominantly, but Scripture does not put an age on it whatsoever, which there will actually go through five lawful uses of um, alcohol a, a little bit later. But but that's, that's one, too. So it's like, okay, the U.S. government says you have to be 21, but Scripture doesn't say that. Um, so you technically through Scripture, you could be 18, you could be 16 to consume alcohol. Um, I mean, heck, even United States government says you can be 18 to go fight in a war and die for your country, but you have to be 21 <laughs> to have a beer. beer. <laughs> exactly. There, there's some yeah. issues there. But again, looking at it from, is it sinful versus criminal? And what does the Bible say about following the authorities that are over you? Right. It, it says to, as long as it doesn't violate scripture, then yeah, you follow what, so the law is, it's illegal or legal. Therefore, so let's look at marijuana. In the state of Indiana, recreational and medicinal use of marijuana is technically illegal. Right. Do they have they lowered the punishments for it, of course? Do they look the other way probably? Like that's a different comment, but as of right now, it is legal in the state of illegal in the state of Indiana to use marijuana on right. either aspect. So, whether you believe it is okay for a Christian to use it or not, you should not use it if you're living in a state that has it outlawed. Exactly. Because, because of the authority. You would be sinning against the authority. Correct. Right. So we stand very firmly on that. Now, so, as we get deeper. Exactly. It'll, it'll be, it takes a different tone. Say Indiana legalizes it. Indiana, Kentucky, wherever you're at, or whatever state. They legalize it and say it is 100% okay to both use recre- recreationally, medicinally, whatever you want, you can do it. I am taking the stance of just because the government says you can do it, it is still sinful. And that's that's where we'll go from there. All right, so let's get started. Um, there's a lot that I'm going to be taking from. There's a book called Future Men: uh, Raising Boys to Fight Giants by Doug Wilson. 
um, he has a section talking about marijuana pretty extensively. So I'm going to be using a lot of his stuff because it's just gold. I, I like the way he put this, um, looking at sinful versus criminal. Um, so something that we know is sin is covetousness, right? That's, that's one of the Ten Commandments. Do not covet your, your neighbor's things. But th- there are no laws in the books that I am aware of that I have been able to find that punishes covetousness or covetousness. And so that's one, an example of something that is sinful, but it's not criminal. So you are in sin if you are coveting something, but the, the local authorities, they're not going to do anything with you. Same, I mean, gosh, same with something a little bit more extreme, like pornography. Yeah. Pornography, as long as the people involved are over the age of 18, is not illegal. Um, and consensual, whatever. But you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's not illegal to look at porn. Is it sinful to look at porn? 100%. Absolutely, 100%. it is. Like, yeah, no question there. So, yeah, yeah it's, that's, there is a huge distinction between sinful and criminal. Yeah. It, yeah. it is not criminal to look at porn it is sinful to look at porn it's not criminal to be jealous of your neighbor or to desire to take his car from him the desire is not illegal or to have what he has or to have better than he has that but the desire is sinful but not illegal right exactly so then we get into the the other governments okay so you have the government big big brother government but then you have the other two governments you have the church and then you have the the family so doug says because it is clearly wrong, the two other governments established by God should provide sanctions for any such drug use. The family and the church can and should discipline for non-criminal sinful behavior. So, again, getting into different spheres here of, okay, it's not criminal by way of the state or by way of federal government, but it is clearly sinful by way of scripture. So, what is the church going to therefore do? Okay, like saying we're, as we continue, Indiana says it's legal, you can do whatever you want, but then the church has to step in, as it should have been already, but then it steps in and says, okay, this is what scripture says, which we'll go through that here in a minute too, you cannot do this, and if if you do this, you're in sin, and we're going to start taking church discipline steps. I guess, okay, let's talk about effects. Let's talk about the effects of what it does to you. From both watching it affect people and ju- just reading and doing copious amounts of research. Um, it is a mind dulling agent. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you've ever known anybody to do it, it chills them out as you could say. And, and that is on the surface level. If they continue to use it, it basically turns them into a vegetable. It, it the stereotypical, I think they're known as the space cadet as they smoke or whatever, it is just you're you're sitting on the couch doing nothing sparing staring off into space doing nothing so okay well what what is what is the uh <laughs> there's the song and then i got high i think is what it's called i can't remember the name of the song but I'm i was going to clean gonna, my room but then, then i got, I got high. high exactly i was going to do this but then i got high and it's like okay i was going to clean my room until i got high i was going to get up and find the broom but then i got high the room is still messed up, messed up, and I know why. Yeah, hey, because I got high, because I got high. I was going to go to class before I got high. <laughs> could have cheated, could have passed, but I got high. They took my whole paycheck, and now I know why. Yeah, hey, because I got high, because I got high. Now I'm a paraplegic. Wow, I didn't know this lyric was in there. Uh-huh. Now I'm a paraplegic, and I know why. Yeah, hey, because I got high. 
Oh, well, then it gets really gross. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not a good those song. Lyrics. It's not a good song. Don't listen to that song. But yeah, I mean, it it does. It dulls your mind, and it it weakens its ability to really do anything and, and to be productive. It legitimately makes you lazy in a, in a way where you don't get stuff done you need. And, and right. people who use it regularly, you, you see them struggle with keeping jobs. Yep. You see, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, of an individual right now who part of the reason why they cannot let, keep a stable job is because they get stoned so much and so yeah. often. You're not productive. Yeah. And it dulls your ability to think yeah. and to be sharp and to be effective. Yeah. Well, and yeah, so we're going to be talking about that more. But it crosses several different lines for sin. This one we're talking about right now is laziness. I mean, literally Proverbs, oh, you sluggard, go watch the ants work. They will teach you how you are to, are to work as a man. And this is such a dangerous thing, especially for men. Just the laziness. That's, that's sin. To be a lazy person is sinful. Uh, we, God did not make us to be lazy. He made us, especially as men, to work, to work hard, to, to till the ground, to... Uh, to herd the cattle, stuff like that. You know, we're meant to work hard. We're not meant to sit on the couch eating potato chips and smoking reefer. We're just not meant to do that. Now, as we get in later, there are different forms of taking THC. Right. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. The thing I'm trying to get across is it is sinful seeking the effect. Such distinctions are necessary because the sinful mind is legalistic and always wants to push boundaries. People take dope for the effect. So... It is sin to seek this effect. It is a sin to seek the strong forms of getting loaded, quote-unquote, and it is a sin to seek the mild forms of getting it as um, getting a pleasant euphoric buzz. If it has done its work as a drug, then that work has been a sinful one. Again, this is uh, Future Men by Doug Wilson. So again, what is the point of taking marijuana, of smoking it, eating it, THC, whatever, what is the point? And predominantly, it is to seek the effect. And what is the effect? It could be your mild form of, hey, I just need to chill for a little bit. Um, it could be the far one of, I just, I don't want to think, I don't want to feel, I just want to not worry about anything. It's, I want to be numb. I want to be I, I, I want to escape whatever reality I am facing right now. Exactly. And, and that's not good in any not good. in any sense. Like, no matter what you're using to do that. I, I mean, if you're using something to escape your reality, like, not in a, I just need a break, because we all need breaks. We all need time to rejuvenate and, and refresh and recharge the batteries. But, like, you're using something to legitimately escape and not deal with whatever you're going through or whatever's happening in your life. I, there, there is a sinful aspect to that. Yeah. Uh, it can be something as innocuous as music or is is playing a video game for days on end like is playing a video game sinful no is it sinful if you are doing it to just completely avoid reality and and not just take a break but to like legitimately avoid reality then yeah it is Is it consuming you yeah it is sinful and marijuana is very much the same way and and alcohol is the same way and Mm -hmm. anything that anything that takes away your ability to live in reality is is a is a sinful thing when when abused oh yeah and literally that's everything tv coffee soda tobacco everything which we'll hit on a lot of topics tonight today going back to the book here 
because there's so much stuff. I'm just going to read it. Uh, because marijuana is a toxic drug, getting to the point of physiological response happens rapidly. Unlike wine, for example, marijuana has an immediate effect within minutes. Two sips of wine tastes good, two hits from a joint, and the process of intoxication has begun. The active ingredient in marijuana is THC, or delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol. Cannabinol is the proper scientific words. <laughs> but this is one of the arguments here of, okay as we start to get into scripture, because we haven't even gotten to scripture yet. Okay, scripture talks about drunkenness. Stay away from drunkenness. Oh, well, when you're smoking marijuana, you're not getting drunk. You know, that's only a alcohol an thing. alcohol thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, actually, it's not. It's not. Drunkenness is a state of... Intoxication. Intoxication, Is, an, is it probably it. a better word. It's a better word, yeah. Because you can be intoxicated by marijuana. Exactly. By other drugs, by things other than alcohol. Exactly. Exactly. So you can be drunk by way of alcohol, but I would even say you could be drunk by way of cannabis as well. Because even you go back to scripture, Solomon talks about being drunk on the wife of your youth. You are to be drunk with her love. And that is a good thing versus being drunk by way of intoxication and mind altering is not a good thing. So we'll, we'll get into that as well. But we've got some facts. Okay. Looking at some facts of of THC. Uh, over recent decades, THC potency has regularly increased. In the 60s, ordinary marijuana averaged one half of 1% of THC. Today, the average is 3%. <laughs> With some forms, like Sensamilla, uh, getting on average to 7.5%. That is a lot. Yeah. That is a lot of THC. So the half-life of THC in the body is three to seven days. All right, let's contrast that. Contrast that with the half-life of alcohol, which is about an hour. That, that's half-life within your body. You drink a beer within an hour, it's pretty much out of your system because your, your body's filtering that out. Versus THC, it takes on average three to seven days to filter that out. So marijuana smokers frequently think that they do not have a problem with the drug because they only smoke on the weekends. But by the next weekend, half the THC is still in the body and is still having an effect. Even after the high has worn off, THC continues to impair the body's ability to function. For a chronic user, it can take months before the THC is out of the system, and even then, permanent effects on the ability to think can be measured and observed scientifically. You ever watched that 70s show? Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. All right. So it, it, it's one of, the, one of the staples of that show is they're sitting in a circle in a smoke-filled room. Now, you can't show them smoking marijuana on cable TV or network TV like that. So, like, it's just implied. Mm. And and then all of a sudden, like, Cheech and Chong are, are on or came, have cameos on the show. Oh, that's funny. And what role do they play? Everybody knows. Well, not not only that, but they they just yeah, man, that's ah, cool, man. Ah, you know, they're just they're real calm. <laughs> and yeah, my man, like, let's go down to the no, that's too aggressive. Man. Like, that's too aggressive. Like, they're they're <laughs> way more. Yeah, that's cool. You know, just yeah. real. And it's like these people. He works at a video store. And he's in his fifties, like barely scraping by. Yeah. And I think it's implied it's because he's a pothead. Mm. And 
it does. What what's this? It kills brain cells. Like I've smoked so much and all my brain cells are gone. Well, okay, there's That's real. That's there's some real truth in that's there real, that yeah. it does impact your ability to think and it does impact your ability. I, I've read a few things where short-term memory is a huge thing that that it affects and and cognitive ability, ability to make decisions and and ability to think quickly. Yeah. Right? The ability to make a decision and your reaction time, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Your reaction time is is stunted when when you are a regular user of THC. When you are high, of course, it's, stun- it's stunted there in general. But like he says, when the high is worn off, the THC is still there, and it's still impacting your ability to react and your ability to, to, to think quickly and to respond quickly to things. Yeah, exactly. And Okay, so THC has an effect on the nerve cells in the brain where memories are formed. This is not a datum seen only in the laboratory. Those who are acquainted with drug users recognize it at once the problem of the space cadet. Uh, marijuana <laughs> users frequently lose their motivation to work, which is the last thing a young man needs, uh, their concern over their appearance, and their grasp of ethical standards. Obviously, heavy users will be more heavily affected, but to the extent that a user is affected at all, he is harmfully affected. Okay, so now let's get into scripture. Okay, so we, we've, laid, we've laid kind of a, a basis here of what it is, what it does to you, uh, the effects. So let's look at Scripture, and what does Scripture say about being affected in this way? So first we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. All right, so sober. We're going to be talking about sober here. What is the Greek word for sober? It is nepho or or nepho, N-E-P-H-O. It means to be self-possessed under all circumstances. Under all circumstances. What what does it mean to be self-possessed? Okay. That means you're of sound mind. Your faculties are 100% there. Brad and I, we talked about this with, with alcohol. Okay, say you drink a beer and, and you're good. You are. It's not affecting your mind at all. You're able to think critically. You're able to think quickly. But then say, okay, you drink that second beer. Are you fully comfortable while you're in your home with your family, your children, your wife, if two or three guys are able to break in your home are you 100% of mind, sound mind and body to say, yes, I'm going to fight these guys off? Or are you like, oh no, I am maybe, I, you know what, even let's say 97%. I'm only 97%. Three guys, I, that's, that is not good. I, I don't know what else to say besides it's not good. So someone who is affected to any extent by marijuana is not sober in the sense that Paul uses that word. All right, next we're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. All right, so it's very interesting that Peter couples this requirement to be sober with the requirement to gird up the loins, as others would say, other translations, of the mind. This figure of speech is striking. Girding up the loins is 
gathering up the robes, preparing for action. The Christian's mind is to be in a in training, preparing to think clearly and with godly precision. A lack of sobriety, a lack of nephos, to any extent, is completely inconsistent with this. So th- this is very important. Yeah. Um, and again, the the way that Peter couples with girding up the loins and being sober, being sober-minded. Uh, an, another place where this is used would be talking about the armor of God. Girding up the loins and putting on the belt, the belt of truth. The point is, knowing anything about ancient armor, okay, like the Romans and stuff like that, you have a tunic and you have a cloak underneath. If you go into battle without everything basically tied down and in nice and tight, as you're running, your breastplate is flopping up and down. Uh, there hurt. Your, your sword, the, where the sheath is supposed to be, is gone. You don't have a belt because it's not girded up and tight, and it's going to be harder to fight. Your hand-to-hand combat, things are flopping around. That's not a good thing. So what it means is as you go into battle, you are tightening everything down and everything is secure and you're able to move quickly and efficiently, whereas before you would not. So Peter is is giving this visual concept, which a lot of people back then would know because of the Romans everywhere, um, but especially the Romans, you would know you could not go into a mental battle anywhere unless you were of 100% unaltered mind, yeah. I guess you could say. Well, it, uh, I like kind of what John Piper says one of the articles I read, and Piper puts it as, quote-unquote, be ruthlessly clear-headed. Ooh, I like that. Be ruthlessly clear-headed. I mean, our body, 1 Corinthians 6, talks about our body is meant for the Lord. Yeah. And our, and to serve Him. And anything that we do that hinders our service to Him is contradictory to Scripture. Yeah. I mean, I do think that, you know, points to... Anything, especially with your mind, being being clear-headed, anything that alters the ability for you to think clearly alters your ability to serve him, right? You are unable to serve him to your full extent because you're, you are not thinking clearly. So we have to see clearly, we have to think clearly, decide clearly, speak clearly, and remember things clearly. So our minds are designed by God to know him and love him and grow in our affections for him. We should avoid anything that undermines our minds in this regard. Yes. And marijuana does that. I mean, there's, again, you read it out of the book, and, and I've alluded to it, just the, the hygiene standards g- or, or drop. Yep. How they look in public drops. I'm not saying you have to dress up in a three-piece suit to go out to Walmart, but like... Don't go out in your... Maybe don't go in your PJs. Yeah. Ex- or may, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe you take a little bit more pride in, in how you present yourself. Yep. It can... It can cause you to be extremely overweight because you eat too much or underweight because you don't eat enough. Like, I mean, it, it, there's so many different things that can affect physically that hinder your ability to serve God and to do the things that he wants you to do and to know him and love him and make decisions clearly. And, and like you said, when someone is coming into your home, attack, coming after your family, are you clear-headed enough to do something about it? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I guess asking the question, why are you wanting to do it? Say you're you're not of the smoking mentality. You don't even want to smoke. So you want to do edibles, okay? It is why do you want to do it? 
if the answer is, well, I just want to try it. Okay, well, why do you want to try it? It all goes back to, well, I want to see what the effect is. I want to see what it feels like. I want to, I want to see what it does. And I argue that that is not a good thing. I would even say that is sinful because, again, you are searching for that altering. Now, you might not know exactly what it is until you've felt it, but what it is is it is altering your mind. And I would go back to alcohol of what is the point of drinking five, six, seven, eight beers. It, it would also be the equivalent of drinking, you know, two to three double shots of of whiskey or bourbon or whatever it may be, you are purposefully seeking the buzz, purposefully seeking the drunkenness. You're of that mindset of work through the week to get to the weekend so that I, I can get drunk with my buddies type right. deal, which again, I argue is, is sinful. That is not a good thing. Uh, Ephesians chapter five, verse 18, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dispensation, but be filled with the spirit. So the word dispensation here is Asotia, A-S-O-T-I-A. It's referring to a life that is prodigal or dissolute. The word for drunk is methusko, M-E-T-H-U-S-K-O, methusko, which refers to intoxication. If a man smokes dope until he is face down on the carpet, he is disobeying Ephesians 5.18. It's, it's yeah. clear for me, that's clearly simple. Even doing 20 minutes of research on this topic doesn't seem like a gray area to me. It really doesn't. Like yeah. it, it does, on the recreational side at least, it does feel very clear that if you are smoking marijuana and eating edibles for the sole purpose of getting high, that's wrong. That's sinful. Yeah. Why else would you do it too? That's the question I have is, is I have a glass of bourbon. I'm not going to get drunk on a glass of bourbon. Right. A, a, a normal <laughs> glass of right, bourbon. Right, yeah. A beer glass of bourbon, yeah. But oh, like yeah. a normal pour of bourbon. Two fingers. Two finger pour, whatever. I'm not going to get drunk on that. An old-fashioned. Yeah. I'm not going to get drunk on an old-fashioned. Right. I enjoy the taste. I enjoy aspects of a glass of bourbon. Right. But then it gets to, you drink that one, you're like, I want another. You pour it, you drink it, and you're like, yeah, I want another. Right, no, and, and that's, then, yeah. that's the slippery slope exactly. of alcohol, of course. Exactly. And, and yep. that's where you, the self-control comes into play. Yep. So my purpose of having a glass of a glass of bourbon or, or a beer is not to get drunk. It's to enjoy the taste of said drink. Yep. What is your purpose of smoking a blunt? What is your purpose of taking an edible? It can't be to enjoy the taste or the flavor. Maybe you do. I, I don't know. Go get gummy bears. <laughs> Go get a gummy bear. <laughs> but like the only purpose is to get high. There's no... In, in my mind or in my research, or again, I don't have all the experience, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a novice, but there's no like, oh, I enjoy the taste or the smell of marijuana, I'm not going to get high. I can have a glass of bourbon and not be drunk. That is a fact. That is a provable fact, even scientific fact. <laughs> like, yeah. you can have a glass of bourbon and not be drunk. You can't smoke a joint and not be high. Yeah. And, and intoxicated. You can't have an edible and not be intoxicated. So I just don't see a way to get around the idea that recreational use of marijuana is sinful. I, right. I just don't see a way around it. I don't think you can get around it. Right. Well, okay. Let's look at the argument of the one who is able to take a few hits and say they have enough self-control to not smoke the whole blunt, or they take half of an edible or a whole edible or whatever it may be, but they're like, no, I'm fine. Like, I can think clearly. Yeah, whatever. 
Okay, let, let's talk about that, which I, I've seen both, okay? Definitely working in the tree business. I have seen the guys that if, if they smoke anything, it's like, you're not going up a tree because you will not come down. Right. Versus the other, it's like he trims better when he has taken a few hits. I've had that experience Exa- in restaurants exactly. where we had a guy that legitimately, if he wasn't high or didn't come in after smoking, we could not work with him. Like, yeah. he was a nightmare to be around. Right. There was a time where, and, and I lost my cool completely with this guy, like, went as nuts as I'm able to go, because I don't, I'm pretty calm, usually. And I, I said, you have to get out of my kitchen mm. and come back and do whatever you do in the meantime. I don't care. Yeah. Go. Leave. And he had to go. I couldn't, we couldn't handle him. So yeah. I absolutely know what that is. Is like, there's a this one guy in particular, if he was not... If he did not smoke before work, he was unbearable. Yep. Could not work with him. Awful. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's a different person. Exactly. And uh, and again, not saying, don't hear what we're not saying, that that's okay. Because the fact that you have to do something to alter your mind. That's a dependency Exactly. Issue. Yeah. Well, and you're, you're showing people that you have, one, ang- probably anger issues. You do not have self-control that you cannot learn how to react and act with people, and you have to have a substance to therefore act with people. And even looking at trees, I'm like, you have to smoke something so that you don't get enraged. <laughs> there are deeper underlying exactly. issues there. there yeah, are deeper there are deeper issues. issues in that scenario. Yeah. But, okay, so what about the... Uh, so, the, again, another quote uh, from Doug. Uh, what about the fellow who is not wiped out? He smokes marijuana but remains, at least in his own mind, fully functional. He grants that drunkenness is always wrong, but denies that marijuana has to produce drunkenness. Why cannot cannabis provide an equivalent experience to wine gladdening the heart? We have to look at this argument carefully. We have seen that drunkenness is flatly prohibited by scripture, but we have to recognize that other uses of alcohol are approved and encouraged throughout the Bible. So, okay, I'm, again, because they overlap, we're going to talk about alcohol. I'm going to go through five lawful uses of alcohol, and we're going to look at some of the arguments that especially a lot of Christians use for uh, marijuana. All right, first one. The first is used sacramentally. So looking at Matthew 26, 27 through 29, we look at the institution of the Lord's Supper. Christ uses wine. He took a cup of wine and he instituted the Lord's Supper. It wasn't grape juice. It wasn't anything else you want to use. <laughs> it, it was wine. I mean, again... It was alcohol. It was alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. So, from Genesis to Revelation, we have no scriptural warrant for the use of drugs in worship. While this is a feature of numerous <laughs> unbelieving sects and cults, it has no part of biblical worship. God does require wine in the Lord's Supper. When I read that section, I just imagined it was, I just imagined what our church would look like if we were all stoned or or use of others some sort of psychedelic drug for uh-huh, worship. Uh-huh. And I just it made me laugh cuz I'm like, man, that be that would be a sight, wouldn't it? The good Lord decided not to use wine today. Brother Jim found some uh, shrooms in his back 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 paddy field. It's wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, what a what a what an image. If you if you are if you listen to this and you go to our, and you go to my church, 
that, that should crack you up too. Just it the should. idea of that being a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Peter, never mind. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> marijuana is not called to be used sacramentally in scripture at all whatsoever. All right, number two. Wine is has medical value. Uh, so we look at 1 Timothy 5.23, where Paul tells Timothy, no longer only drink water, but drink a little wine for your, your frequent ailments. Here we have to say that marijuana could be scripturally lawful if it were being used in a genuinely medical way. With this said, at the same time, we have to say that the current political push to allow for the medical use of marijuana does have a hidden agenda behind it. The issue is not medicine, but rather the legalization and normalization of marijuana use. The current science indicates that the proposed medical value of marijuana is greatly overrated. It is being pushed as a medicine for non-medical reasons. Which, we'll, we'll bring that back up again, but, but that's yes, real. Yes, because I do have thoughts on that, exactly. and we'll get to that here in just a few minutes. Yeah, we're going to talk medical here. Uh, next, then there is the aesthetic dimension. So John 2.10 says, And said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. So, one wine, one might be selected because it would go well with the beef, and another chosen because it was complimented the pasta. Marijuana goes well with recalling Cheech and Chong, Oreos and mustard. We have no scriptural reference to drug use as an aesthetic gift, but we do have a scriptural acknowledgement of aesthetic standards with wine. Luke 5. Pounding the trail mix, Austin. I know. Just pounding the, the trail Doritos. mix. Well, and then, okay, what's another thing you, you see with a lot of pot users? They're mixing of foods. Okay, put a pin in that real quick. I'm all for mixing foods. Like, if you know me... I, I love whenever you get like a good dinner and so there's mashed potatoes, there's roast beef, there's green beans, there's corn, you know, whatever it is. I got a piece of bread and I'm going to put most of it all on that bread. <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to make a sandwich out of it. <laughs> but pot pot users, jokingly, but it's just straight sinful the things that they mix. <laughs> it is. It's just like, how did you come up with Oreos and mustard or, or just weird, just yeah. weird stuff? It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> So, uh, okay, Luke 5.39. No man also, having drunk old wine, straightway desireth new, for he saith the old is better. So, again, the aesthetic ways of looking at wine is completely different. Uh, sure, okay, you get into the deep rabbit hole of all the different kinds of strands of cannabis. They're, they're hundreds. Hundreds, much like wine. But... They all have the same effect, and I, I okay. I don't know from experience. Maybe someone can tell us. I don't believe they all have different tastes, no, unless no. you are adding well, flavors. The gummies, yeah, because all but the gum, yeah, yeah. Next one. You don't pair sativa with the steak and indica with the dessert. Like that. That's not a thing <laughs> that you hear. No. So no. Right, red, white wine, dry wine, sweet wines, yeah. Okay, so next, we also drink in order to quench our thirst. John 19, verse 28 through 30. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch 
and held it to his mouth. We see here that wine satisfies a God-given desire, that of thirst. We have no scriptural reason to think that marijuana satisfies any such desire. On contrary, marijuana creates a number of additional desires. Yeah. Again, we've talked about that. Talk to anybody who's tried it. You smoke it, you eat it, whatever. It gives you that desire to then eat. And then depending on how much you've partaken, eat excessively. Yeah. So that gets into gluttony and, and other things like that. So at last... Wine has a wonderful celebratory function. Psalm 104, verse 15. And wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. When a Thanksgiving table is set, when the glazed rolls are brown, and when the turkey is done, and the crystal glasses are filled with wonderful wines, there the hearts of believers are filled with gladness. But when a room is filled with sweet, sticky smoke, <laughs> the hearts of those present are filled with nothing but self-deception. True celebration is a discipline, accompanied with hard work, planning, training, and the fruition of joy. The use of marijuana is a celebratory slide downward, indulged in by the lazy and the self-indulgent. So that that's a big one there, okay? Yeah. You get a group of friends together, and you all share a glass of wine, literally as as the psalm says, it gladdens the heart of man. Versus you have the same instance, you get a group of friends together and you fill the whole room with smoke. I Just from your talking about what this, uh, that's, um, that 70s show. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. They might laugh a little bit because they, they find something like string funny. Right, <laughs> like they're right. contemplating string and they just... Laugh hysterically. That's right. not true. There's no fruitfulness, There's no fruitfulness there. there. No fruitfulness whatsoever. <clears throat> but does this passage say that God also gives herbs for the service of man? Yes, but drugs are not at all in the view. The word is aseb. Aseb in scripture, herbs. And it refers to herbs as in green plants and grass. Now, okay, go back to Genesis. When God creates everything and gives it to man. He says, all the plants on earth, basically I'm giving to you as food. Now this was before the fall. So we, we don't know for sure if cannabis was one of those effects of the fall, like weeds. Weeds right. didn't show up until after the fall. Is uh, cannabis a weed? As everyone calls it. So I would say maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. Versus a flowering plant plant that's meant for food producing fruit producing yeah. exactly now here's where we have a bit of a, the distinction which we'll get into later looking at it medically okay say it is uh, an herb i guess you could say that's not meant to season food because it doesn't season food it smells awful but then getting into the medical side of things given to man i i could see that argument now for what that's a big distinction so Back to the book. All of these, the only possible lawful use for marijuana is the medical or the medicinal. And the use to which everyone puts marijuana is the one use which is denied to alcohol. In short, if someone was affected by alcohol the way they are affected within minutes of taking just a few hits, I would insist that they have had too much to drink. Why? Because their mind has been noticeably blunted, they are no longer sober-minded. They have started visibly down the road of dispensation. This is immediately a judgment call. Well, let's look really quickly. Just one more thing I, I want to bring up about the alcohol and marijuana, and then we'll move on from alcohol. 
I've said it before, even in this episode, but I just want to reiterate intoxication, mind altering, not being sober is the sin. Okay. Especially in recreation. Yes. We're going to talk about medical here in just a minute, but especially in recreational use that the idea of being drunk, being intoxicated, not being sober is the sin. Right. Again, I cannot reiterate this enough when it comes to this topic because you, you're, I'm, I know the questions you're going to get. Well, you drink bourbon, you drink beer, you drink. Again, I can have a beer, I can have a glass of bourbon and not be intoxicated. Right. I am still sober minded. I cannot take more, I cannot take a couple of hits off of a joint and be sober minded. Yeah. The, the, if, if, if marijuana had the same effect as alcohol does and you can do a little bit of it and be sober minded, then maybe this is a different conversation. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. The fact of the matter is you the effect the negative effects of marijuana, or in your mind the positive effects, but the negative effects of marijuana happen almost instantaneously. Yeah. An edible, of course, it's gonna take a couple hours maybe to hit you. Like or, Definitely or depending whatever. On the milligrams. Depending on what the what it is. It, right. it's gonna take longer to hit you. When it hits you, by the way, you've already eaten it, so it's out of your control now. When it hits you, it hits you. Yeah. Right? It, it's not a slow hit. It's just all of a sudden, oh, everything's spinning, or oh, I'm whatever, I'm high, or oh, this is really funny, and it shouldn't be like, you, you are high. It may yep. take a couple hours, but you're high. Yep. So, you know, I, I was talking to somebody about this a while back, and they said that they had an edible, and it wasn't a fast-acting one. It was one of those, it's going to take a little bit. They took a little too much because they didn't feel it right away, and they woke up in the middle of the night, and they said the room was... They had to hold onto the wall to go walk oh, to the bathroom, wow. right? Like, it's going to happen. You yeah. will get high. You will be intoxicated yep. when you use legitimate marijuana THC. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, talking about inherently sinful. If you go up to a, a marijuana plant and, and pick it up and touch it, that's not... It, it's not sinful. It, it's not inherently sinful. They, they make hemp... Clothing. I I have a, a a hoodie made out of hemp. One of the most comfortable things I have, but it's right. not going to get me high wearing it. They make rope out of hemp. They make all kinds of things. Again, looking at hemp oil and CBD oil, the the oil derived from the plants, but it's not THC that comes from the bud. Those are completely different things. Right. Okay, looking at tobacco. Looking at a cigarette, the cigarette itself is not inherently sinful. Why? There's nothing wrong with it. It, it, it the, the tobacco plant, it grew. Someone harvested it. Now, it all goes back to the reasoning. What is the reason why you are smoking tobacco? What is the reason why you are smoking uh, marijuana? What is the reason why you are drinking five beers or ten shots of tequila? That is sinful. Uh, wanting to alter your mind is sinful. Wanting to get that buzz. But okay, this gets in the conversation. At what point is drunkenness? At what point are you drunk? Well, let's not go down that rabbit hole today because we're already long. What? I know, I know, I know. We could let. And I'm not saying that to quench your because that is definitely a topic, but it's true. It's a different one. That's <laughs> it's an alcohol topic, and we'll let, let, we'll do that on the next one. It's true. Okay. Because um, okay. you're right. I want to go there. I do. I'm with you. But we're already running long. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not to be. I'm sorry. I feel bad. It's now. fine. Don't you, worry you about it. You look defeated. No. <laughs> no. It, it's, it's a good conversation though. Um. All right. So let's let's shift. Let's shift focus. Yep. To medicinal. Yeah. And legality. I want to go kind of hand in hand with these. Should 
and this this I think this this can be a quick answer, I think. <laughs> Famous last words. Um should marijuana be illegal? Mm. I am going to argue and keep in mind this is not a is it sinful? Is it okay for the Christian to use it recreationally at least? I'm going to argue it should not be illegal. I mean alcohol's legal. I just can't logically say that if one is legal one should be illegal. I just I can't get there. Should it be criminalized? Should you go to jail for having it? I, I just I say no. I mean, I think we over over jail anyway for things right now. That is true. So I I, I just have a hard time. What did we? What's the whole thing with marijuana? People just sit in their sit on their couches and and drool. Like not all the time, but you know what I mean. Like that's the it's late. It's not necessarily going to kill somebody else because you're smoking a joint. Where alcohol can and will kill somebody else. If you get behind the wheel of a car with it, right? And it, of course, you don't want to drive while intoxicated exactly. with marijuana. You don't. Exactly. But I'm yeah. just saying the negative effects to other people are a little bit greater with alcohol than it is with marijuana, in my view. And I just don't necessarily think it should be criminalized. I, I, I don't think Christians should use it recreationally. I think we've established that. I think we've made a very good case that Christians should not use marijuana recreationally. Yeah. I think it is sinful. But should it be legal or, or illegal? I, I just I can't make that argument based on the fact that alcohol is legal. Right. I don't know. That's just yeah. my thought. Yeah. And I think, what's this guy's name? Brant, Brandon Wilson? Uh, Doug, 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 Douglas. Douglas Wilson. I, he didn't talk about the legality side of it very much in, in, his, in that appendix or in that yeah. chapter. I would venture to say just by reading it, he probably is in that same boat of like, eh, you know what? Whether it's legal or not, maybe it shouldn't be, illi- it shouldn't be illegal. Maybe we shouldn't jail people for it. But I also, he obviously is very against it. Yeah. But I just yeah. don't know if it should be illegal. Yeah. I am of the mindset of keep it illegal. Uh, marijuana should be illegal. Now, I say marijuana, but I do believe THC should be uh, medical. Okay. Um, okay looking, so let's get into medical. Looking at the science, yeah. Yeah. Um, because when you say marijuana, the implication is you're smoking it. Smoking it is actually one of the worst ways to get the THC in your body. Yes, it's fast-acting, but you have all the negative effects as well. When you have smoke going into your lungs... And it's it's That's not never good. it's not good smoke. It's never good. Um, yeah. your, your there lungs... is no good smoke to go in your lungs. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, your your lungs were meant to breathe oxygen, not smoke. Um, so there's there's one there. But yeah, it, again, it is one of the the least forms to introduce the THC into your body. There are better ways to do it. So looking at edibles, THC edibles and gummies, for straight medicinal use, which we'll talk about in a sec, is a one of a better form to get it. And depending on the milligrams some will be quicker acting doses so dosages versus ones like um the person you know it, it takes a long time to right, to, to hit. take act but then you have intravenular through the vein kind of like a um an iv an iv yeah. uh shots going into the muscle that that's a little bit slower but the the best ones would be ingesting into the body or through through the vein with like an iv or something um, just smoking it, sure, you have effects instantaneously, as, as we've talked about. But the side effects against just completely outweigh the different ways to do it. Um, okay, looking at different ways that I, I think that it is okay for THC. Uh, there is copious amounts of scientific evidence out there, real science, Right. Things that they have done studies on. So you have cancer patients. Mm-hmm. You have people with cerebral palsy. 
epilepsy. Epilepsy. Uh, uncontrollable seizures. Introducing THC. I'm not. I'm not talking about your your A grandma's <laughs> smoking pot because she says she has glaucoma. Right. No. All right. It's. It is. Okay, because actually this is something Brad and I, we talked about with, with your grandma. Would it be something that, to, to do an edible, something that is able to mellow out the edge of that pain? And, and, and the effects of the chemo. Well, she ended up not doing chemo, but the effects of the chemo. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the vomiting and the, the constant pain, you know, how do we deal with that? Exactly. And, and, and that's where... Austin and I were talking about this before we started recording. I finally said, you know what? Let's pause this and let's, re- let's record. <laughs> right. Because I, I've, I've thrown my back out three or four different times. Like legitimately where I have a hard time walking, excruciating, can't sleep, never comfortable, throwing my back out. And what happens when you, when you do that? What do they prescribe you? Hydrocodone, oxy, yeah. codeine, all these things that are narcotics. I mean, they are, yeah. I mean, you, you sell them. People sell those pills. They get prescribed them and then they sell them. Yep. On, on on the streets, yep. controlled substances that can have devastating effects on people. I, I have a hard time in a medicinal setting. I have a hard time justifying taking one of those. And most Christians, I would argue, would say, as long as they're not abused, of course, mm-hmm. that if it's prescribed to you like that for pain, for the ability, whatever, that, yeah, you need to take it. Yeah, I have a hard time justifying saying, no, you shouldn't do THC when you're in that kind of pain it's true. or having those issues. But it's okay to take oxy. Yeah. Like I have a really hard time with that because yeah. oxy and hydro and 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 Cody very, very addictive yep. and and very easily abused. Yep. THC. There's mixed science on it. There's mixed studies, mixed reviews, but definitely not as addictive. Even if it's right. addictive at all, it's not as addictive as right. that. It's more of a, de- a dependency instead right. of addiction, which it's still not good. But right. But like. You know, when when I've been prescribed them, I take maybe two out of the bottle, and it's really legitimately just because I need to be able to sleep. I I I need sleep at some point, and with the pain that I was in, sleep was not an option (laughs) until I took something to dull that pain. Yeah, I didn't like it. Wisdom, we we Austin brought up wisdom teeth. When your wisdom teeth get taken out, you got to have something. You have to at least for the first couple days to to keep that pain to, from being unbearable. Yeah, get shot and wounded in combat. Yep. You, 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 you emergency medicine. Austin brought up. Yeah, I do think there is a case to be made for the legalized use of medical medicinal marijuana, not the smoking necessarily. And again, let's let's talk about what. All right, Kentucky. Kentucky just passed medicinal marijuana. 2025, there are 21 conditions that qualify for medicinal marijuana in Kentucky In Kentucky, once it is legal uh, here in the next few years. Cancer. Yeah. I think, I think we're on board with that. All right. Uh, ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, epilepsy, intractable seizures, Parkinson's disease, Crohn's disease, MS, sickle cell anemia, severe and chronic pain, PTSD, I don't know what this is, but coxia or wasting syndrome, don't know what that is, severe arthritis, hepatitis C, fibromyalgia, intractable pain, muscular dystrophy, Huntington's disease, HIV or AIDS, glaucoma, or a terminal illness. Hmm. The one for me that kind of sticks out is the PTSD one, and even fibromyalgia to some extent, but PTSD, it is very, it's, it's easily diagnosed. Right. Meaning, overly diagnosed. Right. I, I think PTSD is a real thing. I really do. I'm not, but 
on some level, we could all get diagnosed with it. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Stress and anxiety and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, it can be overprescribed. And so I, I think what, what Douglas said in that book is very true is that there's a caveat here. It's like I, he even says we could probably make a case for medicinal use of, of marijuana right. and THC, but there's an underlying thing here. Exactly. There's an underlying notion that it's like, okay, it's a stepping stone to make it recreationally available. Right. And justifying the use of it recreationally. I truly think there are, I mean, I've seen videos and, and, and ex- experiential uh, evidence that, that suggests that some of this stuff is very epilepsy. I mean, it stopped a seizure almost immediately. Yeah. That was just with oil. Yeah. That, the THC, oil with THC in it, or, or I, I don't know what oil it was. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> it stopped a seizure almost immediately. Yeah. Why? Why not use that? Let's yeah. let's use that. Yeah. Right. Uh, cancer patients who again are going through chemo and, and are, are uncontrollable vomiting and just un unimaginable amounts of pain and un, yeah. being uncomfortable. Yeah. And restless. That's not good. We don't want people living like that. We we don't. Right. And and so I I am okay with them. <laughs> having an edible, eating eating some THC to calm that down and get rid of those symptoms yeah. so they can at least have some comfort in yeah. the midst of the struggle that they're in. Same thing with, you know, Parkinson's and Crohn's. Like, I think there is a use for it. No, and I would agree. Again, because, yeah, we do see evidence for this, like, like we're talking about with cancer patients and um, seizure patients. What would you rather be prescribed? Again, like, I just, I keep going back to that. Right, but, it, but then we get into, like, okay, the throwing the back out. I've I've done that as well. I'm almost in my thirties. For me, I don't think that I don't think that qualifies. I'm not saying it's qualifies for right. marijuana use, right. but I just. But we, like we were talking about earlier before, before the show started, talking about we are at the pr- pinnacle of emergency medicine. If it's an emergency, like we are on it. Talk about heart transplants. Talking about limb replacements. Talking about cornea and eye replacements. Like oh my goodness. Um, grafting from uh, one part of your body to another for burn patients. Like, like God has allowed us to do some amazing things. But past emergency medicine, it's horrendous. It's horrendous. We get into the topic of, of narcotics and pharmacology and stuff like that. Um, I don't think it's a good thing at all. Um, from the side, okay, yes, y- your wisdom teeth just got cut out and ripped out you've got to have something <laughs> yeah and so to to curb that pain you just your your femur broke which is at a pain scale above childbirth just incredible pain uh you need to give them something yes on, on the battlefield the guy gets his leg blown off okay what are you gonna give him Here's a THC gummy. Well, no, no. <laughs> right. Um, they're, they're, Here, wait a couple hours. He might start to right, feel a little exactly. bit better. <laughs> or even, okay, okay, say they whip out a blunt and say, you need to smoke this whole thing. No, no. It needs to be active. It needs to be quick. Yeah. Morphing. Great, great thing for stuff like that. But then you get into the just the medical world we're in. They got glaucoma, so okay, here's medical slip for smoking marijuana because you know it's medicinal. So like, no, no, I, I don't I don't think that's okay. So this gets into now we need to talk from a Christian standpoint. The unbeliever they can do whatever they want. They have, they have to answer to God. Right. But as the believer, we don't we don't expect unbelievers to act like believers. No, we we would like them to. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, <laughs> Make the world a better place. But looking at it from the Christian perspective, especially from the church 
perspective. Okay, the elders and the pastor at the church, that that is a, a government. And if you know you have someone within your church smoking marijuana, quote unquote, medicinally, but there's nothing you got except, man, I got arthritis in my pinky toe. <laughs> No, uh, because you're seeking the effect, and as we've talked about, the effect is sinful. Right. And so what is the church going to do? The church needs to be enacting church discipline, saying, this is sin. There, There's multiple sins going on here, and we need to address it, we need to talk about it. And this can't be a, oh, well, it's such a taboo subject. No, grow a pair and do what you need to do. <laughs> now, of course, yeah, looking at the medical side, for those who really need something like this, there, there's plenty of evidence to say yes. Right. And and again, I go back to... What's the purpose? This is God-given. Yeah. It, it is a natural thing versus narcotics. Chemicals. Made in a lab. Made in a lab yeah. with chemicals versus marijuana. It, it is natural. It grows. Now, if you're adding strands and adding things to it um, at a molecular level like they like to do, um, it, I don't think it's good. But you, you're growing this stuff naturally. It God... God did that. Right. And so, the, yes, I think there is plenty of evidence to show that there are definitely things that are okay for that. But to throw your back out or you stubbed your pinky toe, <laughs> you got glaucoma, and just stuff like that, I I, I don't think there is good evidence and, to and show it, for that. I mean, what's it, it's used for anxiety and depression. But it, but which which is weird anxiety well, what's the I can point? well anxiety I can see not in a not in a justifying way but I, like right. I can understand where it would calm you down because sure. what is it it's a downer exactly marijuana is a downer and so yeah it's going to calm you down a little bit yeah I was thinking anxiety is is a little bit overused right now that term and mm-hmm. that that I mean I think there's some legitimacy to some of it but I think there's a lot of it that is we just don't know how to cope we 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 are not yeah. a generation and in a culture right now that learns how to cope with things they're not being taught self-control they're not, exactly you and, have anxiety because you have no self-control right and and that's a different conversation but um because i think mental health is a conversation we could have at some point but it is it is <laughs> it, it's it's used for depression that, that's what blows me used for depression yep. when it's a downer yeah it's not an upper it doesn't bring you up well, it, why? it brings you down because it Gets rid of your brain cells. Yeah. It, it literally makes you forget things. It is not a good thing. Okay, talking about PTSD. Okay, say you got the extreme level. You've got the guy who served four to five tours over Iraq, Afghanistan, Kuwait, wherever. He's seen some stuff. He has seen stuff. He has done stuff. Yeah. And okay, say now he is That's a believer. That's legit. Say now PTSD. he is a believer and he regrets it. Granted, repentance and forgiveness. Hopefully that's being taught. But okay, now say he's an unbeliever. Like, literally, he's being tormented. Yeah. My answer would be, forget the drugs, you need Jesus. You don't need a temporary fix that'll get you by every night. <laughs> you need Christ. Yeah. yeah. And telling this guy, here's here's a, a, sl- a medical slip for smoking weed because it's going to help your PTSD. Sure, it's going to help you in the short run. But what It's not a permanent need? solution. No. It's not a permanent it's solution. It's always going to come back. And... Your and once you stop, oh yeah, oh man. Well, plus it's just okay, just like alcohol. The more you use, the um, your tolerance the tolerance is built grows. Up. Yeah. So therefore, you gotta use more, and you gotta use more and more and more and more. That's why people call it the gateway drug. Not that you're gonna smoke a little bit of weed and be like, ooh, I want to go try heroin. No, it's you're smoking weed, and to the point where it doesn't do 
much for you anymore because you're smoking so much. So you've got to turn to something else because they're stronger. That's that's why they call yeah. it the gateway drug. And that's where you see a lot of a lot of veterans, a lot of soldiers, they go straight to drinking because it, it it's quicker. Yeah. Because you can drink a one hundred and fifty proof bottle of vodka and and it hits pretty quick. Yeah. Or you say you start with marijuana, but then you gotta go to something stronger. But anyway. Yeah. It it is. It, so I think we're very clear on recreational use i think we have laid out a pretty strong case that it is sinful it is it is it is not something that needs to be practiced in the church it's not something to be practiced by christians um i think where we get a little there might be some gray areas i think is in the medicinal side of the world and in the um in the legalization side of it legalization just from a logic standpoint should it be illegal should it be illegal i that that's a conversation that I don't think determines your sinfulness in it at no. all. Because I, I, again, Austin says maybe it probably should remain illegal. I'm like, I don't Marijuana, really care. Yeah. Smoking? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, I think. I don't really care if it is or isn't because, you know, again, there are things that are not illegal that are still sinful. And I, exactly. it, this falls into that category. But then in the medical side of it, I think there are legitimate instances where it is useful and beneficial yeah. um, and, and and better even in some aspects than some of the other options. 100% better. Yeah. Um, but again, what constitutes, and that's where the gray area comes in for me is what constitutes a legitimate reason to use it. Exactly. Um, so I hope this conversation has been beneficial. I hope it has been something that gets you thinking. Yeah. We'd love to hear some feedback. We got some feedback on the tattoos. Yeah. Um, got some really good ones. Got some things that I wish I had asked you. <laughs> In, in some of those conversations. Maybe we'll revisit that at some I point. I was going to think we might need to do a second episode. Yeah, revisit the tattoo topic. Because um, I think there were some things I didn't say that I wish I had. Probably the same thing with you. And some questions I was like, oh, that's a really good question to bring up, Austin. How do you defend yourself on this? And so we'll talk. Maybe we'll get into that here in the next couple weeks. But yeah. uh, we hope this conversation has been great for you. I'd love to hear your topics and, or your thoughts and your feedbacks on this topic. Um, so give us a you know, comment on, on Facebook or, or whatever. Send us a message. If you don't want to do it publicly, we'd love to interact with you. Bring a scripture. Like let's, let, let's dive into it. If you want, if you have any yeah. questions, comments, concerns, or rebuttals. So do us a favor, uh, jump on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, subscribe, support us financially. Uh, we are using some of our Patreon funds to purchase a new recording system that should be here by the time by the time this episode comes out, it should be here. So by the time we record our next episode, we should have a new recording set up, which will be pretty cool. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into that. And give us a five-star review on Apple, if you will. Spotify as well. That'd be wonderful. We'd love to do that. And stay tuned, because we will continue to see where this thing goes and, and continue to hash out ideas that we keep teasing, and we do really have them, and we just, for whatever reason, haven't been able to do them. But I think we're going to at some point. We'll figure it out. We'll see what happens. So uh, we love you guys. Thank you all for listening. We will see you all next week. Same time, same channel. In the meantime, stay stay rooted. rooted.